This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? Here we go again with episode 74 of Beers in the Lot. We started out this one talking about our beer league that the four of us participate in, Old Fat Bald Guys Hockey League. Then John opined for a short bit, short, it was short, about some possible trades coming and the current state of the Oilers. Then Eric voiced his displeasure about the Hurricanes' recent signing of Minnesota Golden Gophers star goaltender Jack LaFontaine. So here we go. I I am not going to like this. (laughs) Deller. I haven't even had a drink yet. I can tell by the smell. (laughs) And? I've got a... (laughs) Out of North Carolina, I've got a Green Man IPA. India Pale Ale. Yeah, dog. (laughs) I I can smell it. I'm not going to like this. (laughs) Come on. Give it a no thank you sip. (laughs) There we go. I'll drink it, but not my, not my first choice. (laughs) Oh, probably not your second either. Probably not my second. (laughs) What you got, Daniel? Uh, All I'd say is treat yourself. I'm drinking (laughs) a uh, mega treat by... Uh, Treehouse Brewing Company. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's good. Went back to the well. Still got stock in that, you know. John, <laughs> in your uh, very colorful jacket you have there, what are you drinking? Quarters up, but thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting ready for the Masters already. That's why. Um, from Lancaster Brewing Company, Fresh Roasted, which is a peanut butter English-style ale. So... Tis the season, I guess. Colder weather, heavier beers, all that jazz. Riggs, what do you got? So I had one more obscenity, the truth from Flying Dog left in the bridge. So I decided to have that tonight. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I I like the mugshot on the can. Gets me every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lenny Bruce. Yeah. I do love that. I, I actually have one more treehouse left from the stash that was gifted to me. Uh, but I chose not to go with that because there were a lot of obscenities in beer league last night. It's <laughs> 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 <So>, fitting, huh? <laughs> figured I'd just continue that trend. Here, here. Well, tell me about it. I I didn't get to play last night. What uh, what what transpired? Well, in that league, right, <laughs> old fat ball guys. Uh, you know, it's a it's a what three month season. You know, f- so it's fall and then winter and then spring slash summer and then we'll go into like a break over the summer, right? So the winter 
season rosters were drafted. And let's just say they might be a little lopsided. (laughs) And we'll leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything else because I'm directly affected by one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It is is the wrong end of the lopsided. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I took a look at the rosters and... uh... They don't look great. <laughs> two teams are kind of weird. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> uh, now, it was only the first game. So maybe, you know, who knows? But uh, as Danny makes faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be a season. yes it will (laughs) you guys are all three on separate teams right yes that's uh, a little different normally normally two of us are on the same team Mm -hmm. even I mean I'm sitting this season out but uh, even still the odds are kind of in your favor that two of you will be on the same team but interesting yeah, John and I had a good uh good game last night. It was it was close. Yeah, Danny Danny had his full complement of players. So it was twenty one with yeah. an extra goalie on the bench. <laughs> and we had we had seven skaters. So we actually it was like it was actually a really close game, but in the third period we ended up it was one one going into this into the third, I think. Right? Something like that. Or two one, it was close, and then they rattled off like two or three, with like seven minutes left in the third. We just we had no gas at that point. It was just yeah, it was over. So and and we lost another guy due to like a pulled hamstring or something. I don't know. Another guy doesn't stretch before physical activity, you know. So (laughs) he took himself out of the game because of age. Yeah. Well, I, I made the joke. He's like, oh, yeah, it's my hamstring. And I just did like the miracle line. Like, it's a long way from the heart. Like, you can't <laughs> so whatever. It's all in good fun. And and it, we even said like it was cool. It was a good game. It moved pretty well. Yeah. Considering all um, we we were all kind of joking, like on our bench, too, after the game, if that was like three or four weeks from now when we're like back in the groove of things and in season that game I'm not saying we we end up winning or anything but I like I think there definitely we would make a few more plays because we would add legs yeah. it's different when you're in season we've had what like a full month off almost oh, yeah I mean and I know I've been skating a little bit Danny has Riggs you've been doing a little bit with coaching at least so you're moving but like it's different you know I mm-hmm. did pick up so it's it's different than a game obviously so yeah, yeah, short bench definitely hurts you when your first game of the season after a break, like a month or however long it was, like that definitely hurts you. But later in the season, like you're saying, it might be a benefit. But you'd have the right seven, like the seven <laughs> that showed up. That if we were going to do it, that was the seven. So well, your well, your your one defenseman tried to entice me over to your bench. I wanted to go after our. Fifth winger showed up. I'm like, really? Are you serious? 
Like, so we got to do the winger rotation now. That's after great. the third third guy who's going to get healthy scratched after warm up showed up. Is that <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never a good feeling when when you've got six other wingers to roll with or whatever. Or even worse if it's like an odd number like that, five, and you have two on one side and three on the other. Uh, that's I don't mind fun. it as long as I'm on the two. Our captain was like, hey, you guys good with the wingers? And I'm thinking no, like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, can you take can, can you take him back there on D? Have 5D? <laughs> yeah, because we, we had seven and we had one. So one D man changed and one forward changed at a time. And at one point, someone goes like, hey, Fords, are you guys good? And we're like, are you guys just going to play Iron Man the rest of the game? What are you guys going to do? Like, <laughs> Your one defense, we probably could play the whole game. Yeah, maybe. And then the other, and it was kind of funny, like, in the second period, I had like a 10-minute shift. Everybody at one point pulled one of those. <laughs> but the I think kind of one of the funnier, funnier points was when we were sitting on the bench there, and we're all like, man, we're really in it. Next week, we should just not show up and let everybody else come. Like just the other half of the team, play. Yeah, <laughs> the other half of the team show up. They know how it feels. But we're gonna have to see some doctor's notes next week. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Uncommitted people. I want to see excused absences only. <laughs> Gotta love beer league. So much drama. First game of the season. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun drama. It's it's we I think we create the drama. Well, well if there wasn't anything like that to talk about, what would we talk about? You know? It's it's like wrestling. Like- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. We have villains and like, heels. All of them all the little all the little things are amplified through conversation. Right. Yeah. It's so it's just like wrestling. <laughs> Everybody shoots promos in the lot and like, (laughs) (laughs) next week I'm coming for you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) You just made the list. (laughs) Is it the email list? Yeah, actually, yeah. that was the other thing. So one, we were, I forgot to tell you, Riggs, <laughs> oh, but it's funny. actually, it's kind of comical. So I joked years ago that we need like a a communications officer. And the only thing this person would be completely in charge of is making sure all the emails and the invite and whatnot and the emails that get sent out, everything is correct and it's actually done. Even if it's just a cut and paste job. So. Danny and I had the later game. Eric had the East Coast start. We all kind of showed up a little early just because first night, just want to get there early and the locker rooms are closed, yada, yada. So Eric goes into his game. Danny and I are standing outside. The other guy pulls up who actually like hasn't played in like three seasons just with everything else going on between family, life. You know, we had the COVID pandemic, yada, yada. He shows up. He's like, hey, how you guys doing? We talk for a little bit. Like, what? Five, five, seven minutes? Something like that. Yeah. Not not too long. And at this point, Eric's game's already going on. So, maybe what? 
two or three minutes into the first period at this point, something like that. So I'm staring there and he just looks at me. He's like, Hey, do you guys even know what team you're on? It was like, Oh yeah, we play the nine o'clock game, whatever. He's like, Oh, I wonder what team I'm on. And I just looked at him like, you didn't get the email. He's like, no, no I, remember, I even joked. I said, yeah. Oh, you're probably on the eight o'clock game. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. And then he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't get the email. He's like, I told, uh, you know, the elders as we call them. Yeah. Put me, put me on a team. And he was placed on a team. So I, I go through the rosters and I'm like, Oh yeah, you're totally playing now, man. He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> So he grabbed his stuff and I, I was like, hey, give me your email really quick. I'll just forward it to you. And I did that. And he was like, hey, I really appreciate it. So communications officer. Done. <laughs> just, for, just for something simple is making sure we have everyone's appropriate email. <laughs> it's ridiculous. John and your email. I tell you what, it's been an ongoing thing. Yeah, because I got <laughs> locked out of my my like forever email like and and like, you couldn't figure yeah. out how to click on forgot my password. No, because I no, actually that's <laughs> Gmail. I that's a Google thing. I'm serious. That's a Google thing. I did it about 150 times. Like, so you're saying I hit print but didn't print. I'm gonna hit print another hundred times. Maybe it'll no, work I on the 99. No. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like because actually, funny enough for like three or four seasons, I would never get the schedule. I would never get the Evite, none of that stuff. I would have to like text somebody and very politely go, go like, Hey, <laughs> uh, could you freaking tell them or forward me the freaking email? And the worst thing is I sent an email from the correct email, like 17 times. Like, Hey, can you stop using that email? Use this one going forward. Hey, no problem. Thanks. And then like a pickup would come out or the season would start. And I'd be like, Oh, I don't got shit. This is so annoying. Like, finally, I almost had enough of it. I was going to go John Wick on him just to get my email. It's ridiculous. Uh, It never ends. (laughs) Imagine if there was a communication mechanism that, (laughs) that, that everyone could have access to and provided not only announcements, like rosters and scheduling and such, but also provided communications amongst teams, amongst the league, the general public, (laughs) if you wanted it. Imagine if there was such a thing. Oh, wait, we're we're on it right now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is where we tell everybody who listens from our league to get in our Discord. <laughs> we actually have a chat. We have a channel, even. I have a channel set up for all the people who are in our old fat bald guys league that that could be, you know, in a private, whatever, separate chat and coordinate. The older guys know, in our league whatever. can't get it on their cricket wireless phone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the problem. We're still using T9 to text. Yeah. <laughs> Jitterbug. It's 2022. People can't download an app. <laughs> well, apparently some people hard. some people can't do forget my password either. So you know. <laughs> What's John could, is seething? He's he's about to blow up. Could you could you not find all the boxes that had the traffic light in it? What, 
Like what happened? <laughs> All the pictures with boats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a canoe. Can you remember my favorite high school teacher? Uh, <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Town it's like you grew final, up in. It's the final <laughs> boss. Yeah, the final boss of uh, password gatekeeping. Who's your favorite high school teacher? I got everything else right. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. What else is going on? It's been, been an eventful week in hockey, hasn't it? Maybe I'm thinking of a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> Stuff goes on every week. I don't know. Johnny, what Things do you happen. got? I think there's a lot of teams sitting on their thumbs right now. I wouldn't be shocked if we start seeing some trade movement. I think in a nor like if we had the Olympics, I actually think we would see some of that. So players can get a game or two before the Olympics, maybe a little practice, go do that, come back, and then they're kind of acclimated. You know, some of the the home life stuff is set up. Like if they have a family, they'll either, you know, kind of come in and do all that. But it's still this weird thing with the salary cap because a lot of teams not only are crunched, they have to do like a dollar in, dollar out thing. So if you're the Edmonton Oilers, where they really didn't do anything in the offseason to, I mean, we, I mean, I feel like we've been saying it for like three years. Like they have a goaltending issue and outside of Darnell Nurse, like they don't have a ton. Well, correction, Chris Russell blocks a ton of shots. Um, <laughs> but they have an older, they got an older Duncan Keith. So that helps. Yes. But it's not like Duncan Keith at this point is not going to be the guy that gets that group over the hump. You know, and they still have issues with secondary scoring and goaltending. So you have a lack of D, a lack of forward depth, and a goaltender. And a goaltender is a good plug, you know, to help you with some of it. But they didn't do anything in the offseason. They didn't do anything. So they're still in the same thing. They're, they're still doing the same, same thing they've been doing. And they're just wasting more years of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl's prime. So I think that's a crime. It should be a crime. I, I think the league should punish that team. <laughs> <laughs> they should move the Edmonton Oilers to Arizona. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, in Arizona, too, they have the Jacob Chickren thing. Phil Kessel's probably going to move. How many more assets are they going to move? You know, they, there's a lot of teams that, like, it's it's such a weird year because like normally you have teams that are kind of close enough where they're a game or two out and they have games in hand. There's quite a few teams this year that are just bad. Like in it, it's glaring. Where like even if they're like Arizona like, bad, Arizona bad, Philly's bad, Montreal's bad, Edmonton's getting bad. But I mean, I think I think that team will get in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're not doing any damage. Seattle is Seattle's pretty bad, but also I I was joking before like. Grubauer, in terms of like goalies that have a hundred or more shots faced, he's like dead last in expected save percentage. So hmm. that roster's kind of they had some injuries. Guys haven't gelled as quickly as they thought. I think Grubauer, I mean, Grubauer gets shelled every night too. So that's the other thing. Like Colorado, he had a little better. Maybe he's just tired. Yeah, that I could mean, be the other thing. His workload's crazy, and. Yeah. And the other thing I think about with him, and there's no way to know if this is 
right or true, but maybe he doesn't like it there. Maybe it's just not a good situation for him in one way or another. Yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, that's the thing. You don't players go. I mean, whether it's expansion or trades or I mean, we've seen it. Even people that get drafted places and they don't either like the environment or the organization or even kind of the city. They're just kind of like, this yeah. isn't my vibe. You know, like I'm sure like certain kids in Canada, they probably, you know, whether you're from out West or in a hustle and bustle in Ontario, some, I mean, it's actually sometimes the, the reverse there where they're kind of like, I'm actually kind of glad I play in the States because I can kind of go out and do things. And then if you're, you know, like a Canadian kid and you end up, especially if you're from Ontario and you end up on the Leafs, like, I'm sure at the end of the day, I mean, they all have John Tavares pictures where you're sleeping in the bed with the PJs and the comforter and stuff. <laughs> like, that's a lot of pressure. That's a ton of pressure. Yeah. And even some Americans, when they go to like, you know, original six teams and whatnot, it's, it's tough, but it's not like Toronto or Montreal tough. It's not, but. Riggs, talk about your uh, your boy signing with the Canes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, Carolina. <laughs> the way you say Carolina, just <laughs> <laughs> so Carolina, <laughs> Carolina uh, enticed uh, standout college hockey goaltender Jack LaFontaine from your Minnesota Golden Gophers <laughs> to sign an entry-level contract uh, and leave the uh, number ten, number seven? I forget where they're ranked, but they're basically a top 10 team in the national rankings. Um, I know that they were 10th uh, in the pairwise, which is the algorithm that uh, college hockey uses to uh, help determine, you know, seeding and who and eligibility for the national tournament. Um, so very good team that is losing their very very good goaltender uh, and workhorse goaltender. Uh, they haven't had. I don't think they've had anyone start any games of significance other than him um, in the past two seasons. So Carolina basically threw a $250,000 signing bonus at him. So he gets two hundred fifty grand cash to leave Minnesota, and then he gets on his ELC deal. Um, they do have goaltending issues there. John could speak more than that, more to that. Uh, and LaFontaine was on his extra COVID year of eligibility. So basically any of the kids that played last year could come back this year because um, they didn't burn a year last year. So I don't know. If I'm a Minnesota golden gophers supporter or if i was the ad or if i was in the staff in the hockey department there i would be fucking pissed 
Do you think that this actually, like, this really tanks their chances to do well in the tournament? No, it's a great team. Like, it's still, they're still a very good team. Um, he's not the only reason why they're in the top 10 in the country. Sure, but yeah. he's a big reason why. Mm. So, and they, they really haven't had, I mean, I couldn't name the other two goaltenders that they have. For so, him. Minnesota. So I can't either because he's yeah. he's carried kind of the load anyway. He was he was the goalie there. Like that's yeah. his crease. Well, so yeah. I think yeah, I agree it's scummy on Carolina, weird. But uh <laughs> you know, there's a lot of it's like especially with uh Hey, tone it down. We got a lot of Carolina listeners. We do actually, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Back on our bullshit this week. Um, <laughs> Aaron and I at least are staying neutral in that situation. Yeah, we are. We're staying neutral. <laughs> Eric and I are not. I will never. We got to balance each other out. That. I will give them. I will give them credit where credit is due. You know, when they're playing well, which they have been playing very well, and they have some very very good players. But that's, I don't know. For, Evidently, for, they have good scouts. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. It's not hard. All you have to do yeah. is turn on the Big Ten network on the weekend, you know, <laughs> after 8 o'clock. All right. So we, we need to quote Eric on saying that, by the way. Yeah. The socials. I agree. I the agree. The socials this week. Um, but, but no, so I was kind of, I was doing a little digging kind of day when Eric and I were kind of going back and forth on the topic. And of course, we were very you know, in line where like, screw Carolina, why are they doing this? <laughs> like scumbags, why are they doing this? But <laughs> if you actually look, if you look, keyword, all their goaltenders actually, so they've had three, Anderson, Ranta, and Leon, who's only played two games, so whatever. All their goaltenders have had 50% or more of their starts where they've ended the game in a 900 or better save percentage. So what that is, that's kind of the hockey Mendoza line of essentially your goalie is stopping, obviously, 90% of the shots he's facing, which is, that's kind of the NHL average. Now, you don't want to be average, obviously, you want to be above that. Frederick Anderson is in the, I think he's like 68%, something like that. But the other thing I looked at, goals for five on five, Carolina's in the top 10. Shot attempts, they're in the top 10. Um, Power play goals, they are not actually in the top 10, which actually is a good thing because that that shows you on their goals for total for the year, they're getting either other special teams shorthanded, which I didn't look into, or just they're beating everybody five on five, which is a very good trend regardless. Because everybody knows power plays, ebb and flow, and same same with penalty kills too. You obviously don't want to be dead last in either category, if you're middle of the road, that's fine. They have enough. They do have enough talent there. I will say it to, you know, turn that around pretty quick. And believe it or not, like the Rangers, I think a few games ago, or I know Vegas too. They have issues with the power play, but I think Vegas and New York, I think, like up until a week or so ago, they had like a power play goal in six straight games. And I know the Pens during their ten game win streak, they had a goal in seven straight power play goal in seven straight games. So that adds up pretty quick, especially if you're making teams pay. So, but Carolina is not doing that. They're doing a lot of their damage at five on five, which is very impressive. So good on them. 
That's really good too going into playoffs here because the teams that can control five five v five tend to go very deep and they tend to win Stanley Cups. So if you're able to control play five v five, you're in good shape. But if you're dropping games that you should probably win because you're getting subpar goaltending, right, now you've got a problem. And so I think that's what this is about, right? I think they may be worried something either happens to Freddie or maybe like a, maybe something to kind of push him over the edge, if that makes sense. Like they, I actually think part of the Toronto thing, I don't think that was all Freddie. Now, granted, you can go back and look at those games, the you know those deciding games, and kind of go, yeah, maybe there's a squeaker or two in there, but it wasn't like he was letting up half court shots. You know, like there were some weak ones, yes, but there was a defensive lapse with, which led to like a wraparound or a weird play in front. So whatever. Um, but yeah, Freddie's played well, but yeah, maybe it's an insurance thing. It could also be like as bad as it sounds, like a taxi squad move which I, I'm not a big fan of that because, like I said, I, I said it like two or three weeks ago, and I still mean it with like depends in P.O. Joseph. Like, he's losing another year of development where he should be playing games. And especially LaFontaine, like, he has a chance to, you know, take Minnesota deep and at least get the conference championship aspect of it. At least they'll be in the playoffs for that. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season, but they need that. And especially in that division, that is like a very, that's essentially this year, the Big Ten is the SEC of college hockey. It is all the big names are there, all the big players and all the good programs. And it seems like all the good coaches too. There's a lot of good coaches there too that are getting their kids developed and moving on really well. So. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that he won't get to play NCAA tournament if Minnesota were to make it. It doesn't matter. He signed his deal, so he's done. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a shame that he won't get done. But (laughs) it's uh, this is something, too, that I've wondered about because I know somebody said it. I read it somewhere. It was like five or six years ago. We reached peak goaltender or something like that in the NHL where goalies were everywhere. <laughs> yes. Like there were so many goalies and so many goalie prospects that like super saiyan. <laughs> you, well, I don't know, but it was like, you know, everywhere you could easily find a, a decent goaltender prospect. Uh, and, and goalies weren't making as much money because there were so many of them and there was, there weren't enough jobs for goaltenders going around. And I don't know well, if that's changed in the last five or six years or so, whether where, Hey, we're, we're starting to need good goaltenders and they're, they're coming up short. So I think there's a couple things that go on there from it, just a purely like financial standpoint. There was a movement by GMs over the last, I don't know, probably 10 years or so to uh shift shift salary cap to scoring there is a there is a high high premium on scoring in the modern game and so if you could figure out a way to get two sort of 1a 1b goalies onto your roster and split 
the contract of one sort of like 10 mil a year goalie. You know, if you could split the contract of a, of a Carey Price caliber goaltender between two guys that can start for you in any game and give you a chance to win, but they're not, they're not going to be that Carey Price type player or even like a Vasilevsky or something. There was a movement towards that. Now, if you are, if you're lucky enough to have one of those players, if you're lucky enough to have a Vasilevsky or a Price or even like a Leonard or some somebody like this that is going to be your workhorse and you're going to throw money at to keep, you're going to do that. But the sure. average is going to be, let's split that one contract amongst two goaltenders that could start any game for us and give us a chance. Right. And then and then dump all the money into scoring. Because the, the idea modern being, game let's is, let's shoot the lights out rather than right. bank on a goaltender that'll steal a game now and then. Right. So there's right. that. The other piece is we've touched on it before, but there have been huge advances in goaltender training. Very specific goaltender training. It used to be that goalies would show up to practice and the training was just seeing the most shots that they could and having to stop all of them. Now they're getting, you know, over the the last probably 15 years now, maybe even 20, they get very, very specific technique training and they do all kinds of weird stuff with, you know, putting cameras you know at a puck level view to see angles and holes and try and cover those up depending on you know your body type and your personal technique and like all kinds of stuff so i think a lot of that goes on too and so the overall skill level has increased over time which it should right and so now these organizations are all backed up all the way back into their coast league teams. Right. It's so goaltenders. Yeah, yeah. They have, they probably have NHL caliber dudes down in the ECHL and you'll <laughs> see guys move up and down that way. And it, it's, I think we're in a weird time for them. <laughs> so, right. Like you're saying, the market's <laughs> flooded with talent. I, I play I play a lot of NHL 22 and I've, I've been playing my my Wilkes-Barre Scranton team actually and seeing a lot of the goaltenders that are that are in in the AHL and I'm like I know all these guys they they played on whatever team last year yeah and it, like you're saying they they must just flutter back and forth between the N and the A uh, year to year or whatever maybe even within the year depending on waivers and all that stuff but. It definitely seems like there's there's lots of talent out there. Flynn and two, so kind of to touch on your point, Aaron, and what Rigsby said. So Florida has Bobrovsky, who is a Carey Price, we'll call him caliber contract goalie, right. meaning he makes the same money. Right. <laughs> and I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> and yes, Bob is like a super good goalie. I'm not saying he's horrible, but he got that big paycheck. He didn't do that well. They had Spencer Knight come in last year on an entry-level deal and do really well. And then you have, you know, Robin Leonard was in Buffalo, 
And then when he ended up on the island, because they actually have resources there and invest in, you know, kind of the mental and physical well-being of their goaltenders, because goaltending is very mental. I don't care what anyone says. It is. Because a lot of those guys, when they get beat on shots, whether it was a deflection or this or that, they they definitely analyze it. It's not like a you know, a skater, when we kind of go in on a two on one, we miss the pass. We can instantly analyze and go like, all right, this is what I did wrong for them. It's more positioning in relation to the puck and then also reading plays and whatnot. So it's totally, you know, it's a different segment of the game that, yeah, I'll say it. It's not talked a lot about. So there's quite a few teams that do a good job in developing goaltenders. Like the penguins had it going on. And then we got Mike Buckley, who's, total garbage i could have probably done a better job and yeah i'm gonna stay on that horse um but uh but they have chioto there and DeSmith. DeSmith has looked okay i think he's gotten shelled in his starts but tristan jari's looked very good he looked kind of like the goalie that we all kind of thought when we got rid of murray and everyone keeps saying like oh wait to the playoffs to get a look but i also do think like I think every situation's unique in goaltending. It's not the same. Say whatever you want. The Islanders did like they did their job to beat the Pens. They just started shooting pucks when they needed to. The Pens kind of got a little too cute in that series. Some games, yes, they they definitely controlled the play. But if you kind of look at, you know, just because you have puck possession doesn't always mean take shots. So that's a nice thing, kind of to bring it back to Carolina. Unfortunately, like if you have the puck, but you're not doing anything with it, it doesn't matter. You need to actually put shots on that and do your due diligence when you have the biscuit. So it's, it's the same thing. Like people that, you know, go like, wow, that team had 45 hits to 20. Well, yeah, they were chasing the puck the entire night. So of course, like it's the Chris duh. Russell award. It's like, yeah, it's yeah great. Like- <laughs> you block shots. What the hell does that mean? Your team's doing that means he's never on the ice with Connor You're McDavid. Never touching the puck except for it off your shin guards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there you have it. Episode 74 is done. Hope you enjoyed the banter. We've already done this 73 times before this week, so go ahead and check out the back catalog if you like. And wait around for next week. We'll have another one for you. But while you're waiting, come talk to us in Discord. And I am definitely talking to all of you from OFBG who are listening. If everybody was in Discord, I wouldn't have to get reply all emails about who grabbed what puck bag. Come on. Okay, okay. It's supposed to be an outro, not a rantro. Here we go. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate your listening. Your likes, rates, reviews, subscribes. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.